0: Hello, I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Katie Sewell. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. But this week I am not alone. I am joined today by Jess Walter. He's the author of nine books, most recently the national bestseller The Cold Millions and the number one New York Times bestseller Beautiful Ruins. He also wrote The Zero, which was the finalist for the National Book Award, and Citizen Vince, winner of the Edgar Award. He's everywhere. (laughs) 32 languages, your short fiction has appeared all over the place, including three times in America's Best Short Stories, and you're a friend of mine. So thanks for coming
1: up. And a friend of the bittersweet life. This is my 85th appearance, I believe. I think I was yeah. first on in the late 70s, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Right. And as I'm reading your bio, everyone's <laughs> like, we know.
1: <laughs> Good. They should know. That's great. Well, it's great to be back.
0: Yes. Thanks for coming back. And, and I'm having yeah. you back for kind of an odd reason. So on Monday's show, we talked about me specifically getting the vaccine, and how tiffany being in italy still has to wait and something that we loosely touched on but did not really delve into is that over here in the united states where the vaccine is everywhere and access to the vaccine has now dropped to everyone 16 and older that we still all have people in our lives people that we love that do not want to get the vaccine and we're navigating this minefield of how to talk to them about it if we personally desperately believe that they should get it. And I knew that you had an interesting interaction in this regard. And I thought it would be worth sharing.
1: I did. And I've had that same feeling and, you know, reading that some people aren't getting their second shots and 50% of groups of men don't want to get their shots. It's so frustrating to not be able to talk to people coherently about this. And One of the first conversations I had, I did not have an answer. And then I was talking to a friend who happens to be a great basketball player, played college basketball. And he was telling us about this other basketball friend who said, you're not going to get that. It hasn't been tested or this or that. And it kind of hit me. And I said to my friend, imagine if someone who knows nothing about basketball just came up and started lecturing you about the game. Just how irritating that would be. That's what it sounds like when these people who are not infectious disease doctors who are not epidemiologists start telling you all the reasons why this vaccine doesn't work. I just think we've gotten to a place where we have to trust expertise. And when I appeal to him, on a level of expertise he knew, you know, what if someone said, you know, what you really ought to do is, you know, dribble it twice and then throw it into the big guy. Uh, I said, it would just seem ludicrous to you. And that's how ludicrous it is. The rest of us civilians walking around talking like amateur epidemiologists when we don't know anything. The experts are so clear, get vaccinated, wear your mask, avoid crowds. I mean, there's been almost no variants of that except for maybe the very beginning when they were worried there weren't enough masks but otherwise it's been a really clear message and you know people need to trust expertise and trust their own expertise that's the place to start
0: yeah i I think one of the ways that you described it to me too when you were talking to this basketball friend was these people coming and giving him advice based on something that they heard on sports talk radio
1: which (laughs) right
0: which, which is something that i really resonated with because as a person who's worked in radio for a really long time, I have had so many experiences where I've been in a conversation with someone and they have said, I read, it's interesting. I read in an article recently, yeah. such and such a thing. And I would think, no, you didn't read that in an article. You heard that on the show that I just produced because yeah. it's different because that's everybody trying to seem literary, you know, yeah. like we're getting our information by reading, not by hearing it from others. But, but it is that sort of parroting back of what you've already heard.
1: Yeah. And, 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 And the sources are, we don't know what the sources are anymore. You know, people tell me I read, you know, something, something. It might have been a post on social media. And, you know, for all the great ways in which social media has connected people, it has also made information so diffuse. And we don't know what you know, they're talking about what studies they're talking about. But in the midst of all that is this level of expertise that has not changed, that has been, you know, that is really consistent about how to deal with this pandemic. And yeah, they're getting some answer on Facebook would be like a basketball coach taking his cues from sports talk radio. And I don't know if if that will work in every situation. But I think as athletes, basketball players, hear enough from people who who haven't devoted their life to it, uh, that I think I actually, you know, convinced one person. So, uh, in this environment, that feels like a triumph.
0: Yeah, it is a triumph. Well, one last question, as a as a writer and a long time writer writer of many awards and rewards from spending so much time on this craft. Do you get the same thing from people about writing? Yeah. um, People giving you advice or I don't know what the equivalent
1: would be. You know, um, that's a really good question. I hadn't thought of it that way. If someone said, you know, here's how you write. I think I tend to be a little more um, generous toward people telling me how to write. I certainly hear from a lot of English teachers and I have to trust them and their knowledge of grammar too. But uh, yeah, yeah. I think everyone hears, you know, that sort of advice and we know to discount it and to set it aside. But me choosing to allow a comma splice to be in a sentence isn't going to kill somebody, (laughs) you know, (laughs) somebody, you know, hearing from their mechanic that uh, they don't trust vaccine has real consequences, and you know, much like other kinds of anti-vaccination movements, or you know, people who don't trust climate science. I just want us to trust experts that didn't used to be political. That used to be conservatives trusted experts just as much as liberals, and liberals trusted experts. You know, we we had an, a respect for expertise that I think. We have to try to foster it again.
0: Well, Jess Walter, thank you so much for joining us for this mini episode.
1: Thanks, Katie. It's great to be on again.
0: I love the technique. And perhaps those of us listening will find our own way to use it when those conversations come up.
1: And if not, feel free to write and give me basketball and writing tips. And maybe, <laughs> maybe who knows, I'm all wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Seville. Talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you love it, leave us a good review. And please tell all your friends about us. Also, if you have an idea for a bittersweet moment, send it to us by email or voice memo. We're at bittersweetlife@mail.com, Or you can just find us at the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net. Or on all the social medias, just search for The Bittersweet Life.